What's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Jevin LeFave. You can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LeFave on Twitter at Jevin LeFave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Left Side Heavy underscore. Be sure to head to the YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Left Side Heavy. You can find full episode podcasts there. Um, little PSA. I, um, I screwed up. I forgot to press the setting for my good microphone that I'm currently using for this opening segment. And I used the MacBook Pro microphone instead. So the audio might be a little bad on my part. So I apologize in advance for that. But I brought back Hayden, and we talked uh, week three, previewed week four, and some players of the week that we enjoyed in any of the big moments, um, how bad the Eagles played, and just how good the Cowboys played. We talked about Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. We talked about Hayden's paint, Hayden's Saints versus my Pats. Justin Tugger hitting it from 66. It was a very good week of football, very good episode to record, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Peace out. It's episode 59 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Jevin LeFave. You know where to follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LeFave, on Twitter at JevinLeFave. Find everything for the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Left Side Heavy underscore. Be sure to head to the YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Left Side Heavy, to find all the full episode podcasts. Today, I'm bringing on my guy, Hayden Barton. How's it going, you pigeon? Uh, what can I say? Let's go, Saints. Who that, baby? Who that? A very average game, but your team did come out on top against my Patriots. Uh, you know what? It's a win. It is. It is a win. Man, that O-line was invincible for Mac. Um, wide receivers couldn't catch, and Mac Jones couldn't throw an accurate deep ball. And that's just three components of bad offense. And, yeah, we just couldn't put anything together. So it sucks to suck. But how's your week been, brother, despite this past weekend where we watched football Sunday together? But how was your uh, Monday to Friday? Oh, it was good, man. Leading up to it the whole weekend or the whole week, you know, it was kind of a vibe. I was uh, really excited. You know, the whole weekend was good. Football all weekend. Going to Lions game. And those are becoming that? more fun. Oh, they're becoming way more fun, man. Like, I wish more people, you know, could realize that football's also in Canada too. Yeah. You know, and it's not just the NFL. And the Lions secretly, like, top three team in the West, you know, could easily make a run for uh, the Grey Cup this year. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't really followed it that much, but – like the days when the Lions were an absolute wagon, mm-hmm. like it was amazing. It was unreal. Oh yeah, no hundred percent. Dave Dickinson days, the G. Roy Simons, Manny Arsenault, Casey Printers, Casey Printers. Oh my god, 
That guy. <laughs> Brent Johnson, defensive lineman, Cameron Wake. Uh yeah, Cam Wake. That's a name that can actually be familiarized down in the States because he played a he had a pretty good NFL career. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need we need to get up to a Lions game. I know you've asked me a few times ago, but it's just been bad timing and I've had other stuff that to take care of. But yeah, I'm sure no, if some, I get that. I'm sure if someone else asked me, I would have said yes, but um it just depends. Chirps. Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, let's uh let's kick start this uh the week three of the NFL season. If you had to if you had to, you know, describe this NFL week in you know a short sentence, how would you describe it? Just this week in general? Yeah. <sighs> Man. eventful very eventful like yeah. it's not even a sentence it's just a word yeah eventful <laughs> yeah because i also the if i had to like describe this week was adam Schefter was busy because the oh, amount of times he, the, the amount of times he tweeted out this guy is out or this guy has been carted off this guy's limping on the sideline it was like man it was it was like every st- 10 minutes there's a tweet from Schefter saying Saquon Barkley's couldn't hobbling off the field yeah, hobbling off the field and limping on the sideline James White is injured with a hip you know like, yeah, it's, yeah it's just man yeah, no one can stay on brutal. the field it was brutal but uh we'll start it off uh Thursday night football uh I was working in the trenches down at Leo's making pizzas <laughs> delivering some pizzas but the Panthers knock off the Texans 24-9. Davis Mills makes his first career start. He came in for Tyrod last week when he went off the field hurt, but he makes his first start 19 for 28, 160 yards, one touchdown. Nothing crazy, but I can see him having like a decent career, maybe like a Nick Foles kind of career if he doesn't quite get the starting job where he can be a guy who can maybe come in and or like just like a good backup where when your team is up then he can come in and just manage the game or Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing mind you i don't know how often he's going to be up in a game when he's on the texans very true so (laughs) so very true just depends but sam Darnold had a pretty good game no touchdown pass but 300 yards passing um yeah what were your thoughts on this game man wait sam darnold no touchdown pass are you sure about that one he ran in for a touchdown hold on it said zero zero on yeah no he had two he had two rushing touchdowns my god yeah. i uh i was the one watching the game and i can't even fucking remember it yeah <laughs> no um i mean like uh, i'm going back to with davis mills right like I know you didn't watch a lot of the game, but my, I was over watching it with my mom. And even my mom was like, why does this guy keep getting hit? And I'm like, oh, that's just the Texans O-line, <laughs> that's, mom. That's like the <laughs> Texans O-line. That's all you got to say. Yeah, exactly. And this guy, Davis Mills, I Nick Foles, you said in mine, and that's almost spot on. Because yeah. this guy, he's in the perfect situation right now. He has nothing to lose. So he's just going to come out there and put his – yeah, put his dick on the table and just say, you know what? 
someone else come sign me, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I like Davis Mills. I, I like him. Like he was the number one QB recruited out of high school for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like he's a good pocket passer. He went to Stanford. He only started five games, I think, and he was four and one. But he played in 11 college games, but he started five. But like it was rumored that if uh, the Pats didn't get Mac Jones at 15, then they were going to wait and draft Davis Mills in the second or third round. And, and that wouldn't I, have been bad. I would have been happy with Davis Mills because I, I knew him and I knew that he had the talent to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he fits the Pats system very well. Like, I think that if you can buy him an O-line, then he can really do some decent work in this league. And I think he's got a bright future ahead. Like, I I think the Texans, if they had, like, unfortunately, because Tyrod was actually playing decent. Decent. And I think he could have really helped Davis Mills, you know, like, get groomed and ready because Tyrod's a pretty solid veteran in this league. He mm-hmm. knows what it's like to hustle to that starting position right so i think davis mills he he's in a good spot right now like you said like he doesn't really have anything to lose yeah no exactly and uh then flip the side to carolina you know it's clear that darnold and dj moore have a have a connection and uh no cmc now for a little bit so yeah you know chuba is gonna get a lot of the workload but even even the Panthers, man. I, I have a little segment that I want to kind of kind of interest you on uh, in a little bit later, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave the Panthers talk. Is Brandon Cook slept on? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel Are you like kidding he. Me? I feel like he's very overlooked, and including myself, I keep overlooking him, and then I realize every stat sheet I go to, he's. Over a hundred. He always yards. has a hundred receiving yards and at least ten or twelve targets. You know, like there was a reason the Saints drafted him in the first round. You know, there yeah. was a reason that the Pats went out and signed him after he wanted like super big money from the Saints, and then he just couldn't get that. And then there was a reason why the Rams, you know, brought him in for what they did. And then the Texans now, you know, it's kind of like a dumping ground, but it's it's like someone should make a trade. For Brandon Cooks, and I, honestly, I, think, I was thinking, oh, I was just gonna say, like, I really think a contender could trade for him. Oh yeah, come trade deadline. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Expect to see that actually yeah. from a team that needs wide receivers, and you know, with Josh Gordon now coming back into league, signed by Kansas City. Yep, I thought he was gonna be on the market for a little bit. He was signed right away. So, yeah, any contending team. Sign Brandon Cooks. Trade for him, sorry. Trade for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, because he's like a solid... I mean, he's doing very well. He obviously did very well with a QB making his first start and the number one um, option against a pretty good defense in Carolina. Unfortunately, J.C. Horn placed on the IR today with a broken foot, but J.C. Horn's a good press with man-to-man coverage corner and Brandon Cook still got 112 yards on nine receptions, so mm-hmm. you can't really – you got to give the man his credit because he's doing – he's top five receiving yards in the league on the Texans. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people were expecting that. No, not at all. But, 
yeah um we'll just uh we'll touch a bit more on the uh pat saints game um saints do take it 20 to 13. um one note i want to say is johnny smith if you're brought in for big money learn how to catch a fucking ball i agree i agree like there's three straight targets that were put right to his hands or his numbers and mm-hmm. he dropped them. Yeah, and at least or and you can see one of them cost a, a pick six right there. Like what was he even doing? We it wasn't a bad throw by Mac Jones whatsoever. It was right he led the receiver, he led him perfectly. Yep. And Janu just trips on something random and next thing you know he's Next thing you know, Malcolm Jenkins has it going the other way. Yeah, and like Johnny Smith is doing like a somersault on the field somehow. Like (laughs) he fell over. Yeah, I was so confused when I saw that. But I mean, Saints defense came to play. um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, like they just kind of wreaked havoc on Mac Jones all game. And um, I wouldn't want to be a Pats player on practices uh, as we're recording today. Not not this week, man. Yeah, no, that I said when we were watching the game together, I said it. I'm like, this is one of the worst Patriots games I've watched. Oh, yeah, just not playing good at all. And it's really frustrating to see because, you know, the capabilities of these players, like they're much better than you think or like what they're showing professionals, you know? Yeah, they made the league for a reason. So. Yeah, I was kind of, I was very disappointed, but I mean, there's growing pains. We're not expected. Some we're fifty fifty playoff team this year. Some people had us making it as a wild card. Some people had us not having a chance. But um, last year or last week, I said I want to see Mac Jones stretch the field a bit more. And then whenever he did <laughs> try and stretch the field, he overthrew every single receiver. So. <laughs> I don't know what to do, and <laughs> like uh, I have no idea what uh, direction they should go. But fuck, after that one, we'll see. I mean, like he's a rookie, right? Like as much as I as much as I hate to say it, but it's like you're gonna have growing pains, right? Like look yeah. at all the five rookies or six rookie quarterbacks that started this week, right? The best performing one was Davis Mills. You know, obviously yeah. Lance, obviously Lance couldn't really get on the field, so that that's kind of like not, I guess, a, a um, not a good example. But every one of them looked like a rookie quarterback, even tonight. You know, as we talk and as we finished and watched the Monday night game, um, Jalen Hurts, you could really still consider him a rookie. He hasn't played a full season. That was a seventh he start looked, in the NFL. Yeah, and he looked like a rookie. Yeah, like he played like he played decent in the from the last half of the third quarter. He only had like one good quarter mm-hmm. that game and it was like the second half of the third to the first half of the fourth. And then yeah, he was like he's a type of quarterback where he can't really play catch up. Like he struggles no. when he has to throw throw the team back into the game. He's good when they're like rolling and have momentum, but if they don't have momentum, I don't think Hertz is going to bring you back. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, rookie quarterbacks wasn't their week. Hasn't necessarily been their start of the season, but 
I've been advocating this. I'm not going to be the guy that judges on rookie quarterbacks way too early. For all we know, Zach Wilson could end up as the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's thrown seven interceptions. Seven interceptions. Like Peyton Manning has the record for most ints in a season, or by a rookie quarterback, or whatever. And look at that. He's yeah. Look at him. Top five quarterback of all time, arguably top two. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. So. Don't put any label on these uh, rookies right now, but 100%. I I just want to touch on one more thing too. Yeah, go for, for it. Uh, all the all the Saints fans out there. Maybe it's just me. Um, this new uh, Saints offense with Jameis Winston. You know, it's it, they're not going to be a passing team until Jameis becomes more comfortable with the offense. You know, uh, I heard a stat today where Drew Brees. It took him five games to actually throw for over 200 yards in his first five starts. And what are we seeing right now? James Wilson hasn't thrown over 150 yards. Okay. We know that he's a gunslinger. We know that this guy likes to take shots and he has seven touchdowns and two picks on the uh, very early season. So he's going to be efficient just because the saints are a defensive team that loves to run the ball and control the clock. Yeah. And with the Pats, Again, Mac Jones, I feel like he just needs a more a competent wide receiver one, someone that's a safety blanket. And I, I don't know if Jacoby Myers can be that. I think he can. Again, he's going to need more time. Uh, I wish Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry could be a little bit more than what they are right now. Yeah. I agree. But, uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So... Give it to, give it some time. It's it, it's funny how we overreact. You know, it's like week three, yeah. and it's like the whole world is burned down. I know, I know. It's yeah, it's the way it goes. But um, second game on the sheet here: Washington versus Buffalo. Buffalo take them down forty three to twenty one. Josh Allen, man, he could be up there for player of the week this week. Thirty two for thirty four on passing, three hundred fifty eight yards for four touchdowns. He, uh, yeah, he came to play and yeah, yeah, give me your thoughts on the game. But I think the general thought is where is this Washington defense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 it makes me kind of think like, what have we been looking at the past, you know, couple of months here with how good this Washington defense is on paper. This defense is like the most ferocious a young but talented, touted defense we've ever seen. Yeah. But they've allowed the most points in the NFL. (laughs) I know. You know, like, it's crazy. And, you know, Josh Allen really said, yeah, no, um, we actually have a better defense. (laughs) And who, who's like, who's their best player on defense, would you think? Like Tredavious White, a corner. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of this game, really. Although Josh Allen, uh, this game takes him for early MVP candidate and last game. Right off the Pittsburgh, right off the Pittsburgh game, this guy has MVP candidate uh, written all over him right now. Do you think he's front runner? Oh, easily right now. After the back-to-back performances, five touchdowns and – uh, back-to-back weeks for the Bills uh, offense, so 
all commanded by, you know, Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders resurgence. Two, uh, two titties on the day. This this offense reminds me so much of the the Cardinals right now. You know, you look at the receivers and you got Diggs, you got Hopkins. Yeah. You know, and then you got old receivers and AJ Green, and then you got Emmanuel Sanders, and then you got some young receivers. You got Gabriel Davis and Rondale Moore. And then you got like those serviceable PPR guys, Christian Kirk and Cole Beasy. Like this, this is this, this is like the same offense mirrored. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, James Connor. Um uh, Chase Edmonds. Uh, Chase Edmonds, thank you so much. Like, tell me that the AFC and the NFC uh aren't being mirrored right now with the Cardinals and the Bills. Yeah, it's almost like uh KC and Dallas. Exactly. Top heavy with the offense and kind of suspicious defense. Mediocre, yeah, mediocre defense, yeah. So, yeah. Not exactly. But, um, yeah, uh, Buffalo has kind of shown who they were last game after a, a slow start to the season. But uh, moving on to the third game, um, the Bears played the best game in franchise history. Unfortunately, losing to the Browns 26 to 6. Let me just uh, list off uh, the Browns uh, 19 for 30, Mayfield 19 for 31, 246, one touchdown, nothing crazy, right? Nothing crazy. Kareem Hunt, I think he was player of the game this game. He had 155 total yards with the touchdown. Uh, OBJ makes his return, five receptions for 77 yards. And the Bears' total offense was 47 yards. <laughs> what was it like it was the second worst offensive performance of all time they what was like their average play was like 1.1 yards do you know how hard it is to get (laughs) 1.1 yards of play it's impossible like and yeah and justin fields he finished the game with uh, six for six for 20 68 yards yeah, and then he had like 69 yards of like sacks because he got sacked nine times or something like that. And he finished with negative passing yards because that for some reason counts towards passing yards when you get sacked. I think it's because like the line of scrimmage pushed back. Yeah, it, no, it, it just, no, yeah, but I don't know, like when you sense. rush, I still don't, rush, right? Yeah, I still don't think that it should count towards your pat. And it doesn't because it still says he had 68 passing yards, but. Technically, advanced yeah. analytics. He had negative yards, but yeah, no one really pays attention to that. But yeah, he. What did Miles Garrett have? Like four sacks that game. Four and a half sacks. Yeah, yeah. Miles Garrett. That's why I chose him for defensive for player the of the year. Yeah. I chose him for exactly defensive player right. of the year. But yeah, one of the two. I I think I picked him. For I, the, I think it was both. Probably. Yeah, probably. I can't yeah. remember, but. Yeah, not the Bears' best performance, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's like all this social media of, like, Fields should be starting. Why is Dalton still in? And then Fields gets in there and <laughs> 6 for 20, 68 yards. Now everyone's like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we were talking about last year when Jalen Hurts came in against the Saints for that, like, game? Yeah. His first game, that's what I thought that game was going to be like. 
Yeah. Because you look at the quarterbacks, they have the same prototypical style, pretty shit team. And what happens? There's no film on him, and he just runs. You know, I thought they could have – and it was against, like – you look at the Saints and Cleveland's defense too, right? Like, they're very, very similar as well. They have a great secondary and a great, uh, a great front seven. And what happened? You know, Jalen Hurts ran all over them. And that's – like, that's the unexpected of what I could have saw in this game. And it just didn't happen. And that's what I thought yeah. would happen. So, yeah. yeah, rough, rough first game for Fields, man. Yeah, I'm. I came. I texted you. I was like, should I start Daniel Jones against Atlanta or Fields against Cleveland? Because Cleveland's defense wasn't really playing that well the first two weeks. Mm-mm. So I was like, he's a running quarterback. Bears offense isn't the worst. Darnell Mooney and A. Robbie's throwing to with David Montgomery in the backfield, and he can run as well. Yep. That's not the worst against a pretty – or like a early disappointment, average. early disappointment of a defense this season. And I'm just so happy I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding, he, right? Yeah, he just didn't play that well. But who knows if he plays better next time he starts. Uh, only time will tell. But um, the next game – Ravens Lions, a lot oh, clo- oh. a lot closer than it it should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravens edge out the Lions. I have two points for this one, and that's Marquise Brown drops. He drops. What did he have? Like three straight possessions where he dropped a potential yeah. touchdown. He had maybe maybe three potential touchdowns that he dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't. That's just really frustrating for Lamar. I th- I don't mm-hmm. even know if Lamar like came up to him on the sideline after. Like I think he just like walked right past him or like if you're Lamar, you have to be pissed. You're like oh, I dropped 100%. it. I dropped it in the bucket for you, and you dropped every single one of them. Yeah. Brandon Cooks to the Ravens. Fuck. <laughs> that could be a. Uh... See that one. That one could be scary if they put like. Oh, I don't even know what you would trade for them, right? Because it's like yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Baltimore doesn't have a first round pick next year. Yeah, because they traded for the Chiefs, and yeah, no, it just shows how good of a running team the Ravens are. You know, I think this game shows that they're the best. Yeah, uh, run team because they missed three huge plays. And yet they still won. Like that all that yeah. that all works because they have a good run team. Yeah. And the Lions, Lions could be frisky all season if they can control yeah. the clock. Like I think Jared Jared Goff is playing with a big chip on his shoulder. He's oh, like, 100%. Hey, okay, I wasn't good enough for your team, then I'm just gonna He he's another guy who doesn't have a lot to lose. He's like, I was no. traded to a shitty Lions team. I'm just gonna go and Row as much as like I'm gonna take risks. And oh yeah, he's it's been paying off for like for some of his throws. Like he's been having some good moments with the Lions. Oh yeah, something not a lot of people expected. But the big talking point for this game is of course Justin Tucker from 66 yards sets the NFL record for the longest field goal kicked in NFL history. What an absolute moment! 
Oh, and it just made it so much more special. You know, I know, you know, the significance of uh, that whole play progression for me. You know, I, uh, I needed yeah. that kick for uh, me, my dad and, you yeah, know, our brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah for league. Survivor, Survivor League. Uh, if that kick doesn't go in, we just lose $40 right down the drain. And uh, it went in and went in by like uh, an inch. You know, I, I hate it too, because that play never should have happened. Yeah. Two seconds past the play clock and they still yeah. let the play go off. Yeah. Should have been, should have been like fourth and 30. Because it mm-hmm. was like four, it was fourth and 20, was it not? Oh no! No no no! That was the play after that. Yeah, the play um, before the the kick. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, it was second and and yeah. like ten. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a fourth down that they converted on, but if, no, no, yeah, it wasn't. But yeah, that play shouldn't have happened. Like I think that is something that should never like happen. Like no. The ref should always one ref at least should always have an eye on the play clock, and one of them does. You know, like I I, I don't mind if it's like half a second to a second that it doesn't get called, but when you yeah. actually like look and it says zeros like for a solid second and a half to two seconds, like come on, man, yeah, that's brutal. And look at like if that was your team, right? If that was the Saints versus Patriots, and that was the way that we won, you're pissed. Yeah, one hundred percent. Even the announcers, they were like counting down the clock and they're like, gotta snap it, gotta spike it, got it. And then they just like went silent. They're like, uh, uh, what, what happens now? Yeah. And they're like, a <laughs> ball, ball is snapped and Lamar throws it. Like, yeah. How do you not call that? Like, that's very. And then you like, you call an offensive lineman's shoulder moving and you call a false start, but you can't watch a fucking play clock land yeah, on uh, zero for like a solid two seconds like i think the nfl man their officiating this season is not off to a good start mm-mm. and like especially them implementing the taunting rules i went over that last week so but everyone yeah, no yeah it's it's terrible like that like you said that play shouldn't have should have never happened mm-mm. but uh next game here Arizona Jacksonville 31-19. Um Gus Johnson with the call. Agnew 109 Gus. yards touchdown reception. Yo, Gus Johnson might be yeah. the greatest announcer of all time. I want Gus Johnson narrating and commentating my life, man. Yeah. Like that guy makes any play special. And holy shit, I cannot wait until the day the Saints get Gus Johnson on. Like, if we play Arizona, it's going to be the best fucking game ever. Yeah. Like, holy shit, man. <laughs> you got to, like, buy the Arizona feed just in case it's not on your side of the cable. Yeah, literally. Fuck, do anything. Yeah, just imagine, like, him announcing your life. He's going to the fridge at the 20, <laughs> at the 10. Hayden Barton. <laughs> He's going for a beer. He gets the beer. He shotguns the beer. Oh, he does it in record time. Yeah, no, that, that would just be fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Gus Johnson gives you chills every time. Every, every time. time. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, Lawrence, a little another iffy game for him. wasn't the greatest, but this game was kind of like weird. Like Arizona obviously made it a lot closer than it should have been, similar to um, the Ravens. But yes. Arizona still took care of business like they should have. You know, that was mm-hmm. a game that they should have won, and they ultimately did. Kyler Murray was my front runner for MVP. I think this game kind of, like, takes two steps back for him. Yeah. Because I think he needed to show a bit more this game. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I think, yeah, Arizona took care of business. And, I mean, that kick return was magic. Matt Prater was going for the NFL. Yeah, for the record, record on that 68-yarder. 68-yarder, yeah. but imagine um, Justin Tucker, like, say those games were reversed, and then he kicks a 66-yarder, and then, like, the next slate after, Prater hits a 68. Prater kicks a 68. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That'd be, yeah. like that one, that'd be like that one race in the Olympics this year where uh, the record was broken three times. The person who came in third <laughs> broke it. The person who came in second broke it. And the person who came in first broke it. Like, I just, I couldn't imagine breaking a record and then losing. <laughs> That's like, bruh. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> and now that you say that, like, a little, like, throwback to tight end days, but Jimmy Graham breaking the record uh, for the most receiving yards by a tight end. 20 minutes later, after the Patriots game, Gronk breaks it by 17 yards. It's like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) (laughs) What's your deal, bro? Yeah, what Uh, the hell? That's hilarious. That's so funny. Um, Next game, Chargers-Chiefs. My opinion, game of the week. This was the game of the week. Um, It it really just showed how uh, soft the Chiefs defense was, I think. But also how much of like... an. NFL quarterback that Herbert is. He wasn't a oh, guy that was just getting like he is a guy who can win you games. Like, mm-hmm. like you're confident with him having the ball in the last two minutes, eight points down, last drive of the game. Like you're confident with this guy. Like he yeah. has got um, the biggest set of nuts on him. Yeah, and, and you're not gonna hate him too if he throws yeah. a pick or if you if he loses. He's our best option. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Herbert, 26 for 38, 281 yards, four touchdowns. Um, potential player of the week, Mike Will made it. Seven receptions, <laughs> 122 yards, two touchdowns. He is yeah. finally breaking out to the player that they drafted him. You know, he was always considered as the guy who he was hot one week. He got maybe one Ice target. Cold target the next weeks. game right like he would always have two receptions for 32 yards one reception for 20 yards and then the next game he'd have six receptions for 168 yards and then the next he just wouldn't get a reception at all now he's yeah. finally been consistent and he could be the wide receiver one this year that's how good yeah. he's been playing but it's good to finally see him uh, do that, especially in a contract year. Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, if L.A. ends up moving on from him, he could potentially even get more money. 
100%, because Keenan Allen's also in the contract year. So you yeah, have second to, contract year. So you have to, like, who are you going to pick? Are you going to pick the mm-hmm. 50-50 ball guy who kind of easier to game plan around? Because yep. there's not he doesn't have a tremendous route tree. In my opinion, I'd go... Just depends what term you want, because Keenan Allen, he's 29. Mike Williams is 26. Yeah. I know it's only three years, but Keenan Allen plays a type of style where he can have a Larry Fitzgerald-like career. Like, I know he had he had an ACL injury, no? I think so, yeah, a couple years back. So, but, I mean, he, that's kind of put a tag on him that he's injury-prone. But... He's only missed like a game here and there. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, I think I would keep him. If you can if you can sign both of them back without losing too much around you, mm-hmm. then bring both. But if I were you, or not if I were you, but if I were LA, I think I'd go Keenan. But I mean, Mike Williams is still breaking out at the right time. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Keenan Allen's definitely the way to go. He's yeah. definitely the one you want because he's the more uh, consistent dynamic. Yeah. More consistent dynamic player where it's like his route tree, like you were saying, is just so much better than Mike Williams is and Mike Williams, you know, this is his one year so far. It could be an outlier year for all we know, you know, it's just, it could also just be Justin Herbert uh, actually realizing that he has more to throw to. Yeah. And who knows? Like, a new offensive uh, scheme coming in could also just be the best for both of them, you know, plus exactly. Austin Eckler and then plus all the backup running backs with uh, an emergence of soon to be Donald Parham and a serviceable yet could fumble away a season. Cook. So, you know, who knows? Exactly. Well, yeah, I totally agree with you there. Uh, next game, kind of a sleeper one, Atlanta Giants. Young Way Koo kicks a game-winning field goal. Snooze for, fest here. Yeah, it was it was nothing special. Saquon finally has a decent game. You know, 50 rushing yards, 50 receiving yards, touchdown. Nothing crazy, but it's good to see him back in the end zone. You know, this yep. might give him a little bit of confidence going forward. But, mm-hmm. yeah, this was kind of a snooze fest. It was, yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. I, uh, I'm i listening to, like, a, a a podcast, and this guy's a big Giants fan, and uh, he said that he would bet uh, something that either Gettleman is relieved of his duties or uh, Jason Garrett's going to be out of there. And I would not be mad with either one of those things happening because Garrett plays way too conservative in the red zone and Gettleman is a senile old fuck who yeah. is only like, like Kadarius Tony. What the hell are you doing? Why are you not using this guy? This guy was dropped in the first round for a reason for you guys. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's blasphemy. It's, I hate it when they draft assets and they don't use them properly. It's like if you game plan so much to like draft this guy, then you have to have a purpose as to why you're drafting him. You can't just say, oh, a receiver. Okay, we'll take him. Oh, no, it's not what we wanted, so we're not going to play. It's like you knew what you were going to use 
this guy for because that's why you drafted him. So why don't you actually do it? Because I can almost guarantee that there's someone that he can or like he's better than the other guy you're using for. A hundred percent. Right. And at that position they were at when they drafted back, you know, excuse me, look at who they could have gotten. Rashad Bateman. Yeah, uh, Elijah they, Moore. I'm not even talking about receivers. I'm talking oh. about like oh I'm talking about like linemen, you yeah. know, like certified ballers at and linemen they, right now. Couldn't they got Vera Tucker, the guy who's Yeah, because the Jets. Titans got him. Or or the Jets, Jets sorry, the Jets. Yeah, Jets got him. Very yeah, my bad. And and even on defense too, like getting another serviceable cornerback, you know, and yeah. Um it just it, it's shocking. It's shocking that uh, the Giants are doing this. And the biggest kick in the dick was like how they were giving more targets to, um, I forget what his name is, but his number was number 15. And it was like a waiver pickup for the Giants. Like that's how irrelevant this guy was. And he he led the team in targets. Like you signed Kenny Galladay as well. Why would you sign Kenny Galladay? I I just don't understand. Yeah, the Giants are a hilarious franchise to say the least it's yeah yeah they're a laughing stock if eli manning wasn't a thing you would be the joke of the nfl yeah for (laughs) sure even if they just didn't have the title like if they didn't play in new york then they're they may as well be jacksonville yeah but it's just because they're the new york giants they always get primetime games or a lot of attention even though they shouldn't yeah, no, hundred percent. And OBJ wore the jersey too, so yeah, OBJ made that one catch. So you know, and Saquon's there, like, but this team still is hot garbage. One hundred percent. It had a percentage on the screen today of NFC teams' percentage chance to win the division. The Giants had two percent chance winning the division. And it was like, and it's week three. It's week three. <laughs> You're only one game behind Dallas. Oh, no, you're, you're not one game. You're two games behind Dallas. Yeah. But, yeah, you're one game behind Washington. Like, It's laugh out loud funny about how much of a joke that team is. Oh, 100%. So, next game, uh, interdivi- another interdivisional game, uh, Bengals versus Steelers. Bengals beat the Steelers. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Uh, Joe Burrow, f- pretty conservative game. 14 for 18, 172 yards, three touchdowns. There like wasn't a whole ton, but holy shit, how bad is Ben Roethlisberger, man? Oh, my God. Oh, quickly, did you see that? Oh, wait, no, I showed you that one play of Ben Roethlisberger yeah. rolling out. <laughs> he throws the ball and falls. And <laughs> it's, it's, oh, my, oh God. my God. I have a funny stat, though. Guess what year the last time the Bengals beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh was? In Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. So the Bengals beat them last year, but that was in Cincy. That was in Cincy. In Pittsburgh? It's been like, yeah, it's been like that for uh, a, a lot of years. A lot of years. Just gonna... Cincy beating them in Cincy. So how many years has it been since Cincy's won in Pittsburgh? Uh-huh. Uh, 30 years. Might as well be. 1995. 1995. <laughs> was the how last long, time. How long ago was that? 20, 26 years? Yeah. Yeah, 26 years. I was close. I'll take yeah. that. 
26 years and you play 26 them 26 years at least you play them once. you play them once every in, year in, in your Pittsburgh. stadium mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they are now was that their 26th game or the 27th uh i don't know there could be like 28 well, to like 30 because who knows about playoff games oh true yeah true so that's just shocking it's shocking and yeah i know the this big ben looks toast yeah, um, he was he was done like two years ago I mean, like last or last year though, he was making some really competent throws. You know, like that yeah, one throw he, in the first game to chase to chase Claypool. Like that was a good throw. He he makes decent throws. It's just like Big Ben looks like just like actual Big Ben, like the tower. Yeah. Like he just doesn't move. Yeah, <laughs> it's and when he tries to, he trips over his feet. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's brutal to watch, man. But. Joey B though. Joey B, yeah, he had a pretty efficient game. Um, did you see that interception that he threw too? I know he threw two, yeah. but there was one that was the uh, really one bad. Really, yeah. He there was a receiver in double coverage down mm-hmm. the field, and then five yards prior to that, there was a linebacker looking at him, straight dead on, and Roethlisberger throws it right to the linebacker. Roethlisberger. Like, yeah, Roethlisberger yeah. throws it right to the linebacker, right in the numbers. You the said just... Burrow at this. You said Burrow at the first part. So I was really confused there. Oh, Roethlisberger, yeah. Yeah, no, Roethlisberger, yeah. Yeah, no, I saw that one. Double so coverage, bad. throws it, and the linebacker's Double. just right there, like right in the path. Like, did Roethlisberger? How did he not see him? Even if you that first of all, it's a bad throw to start off in double coverage. If you get it past the linebacker, but how did you not see the linebacker there? I I was thinking like he was trying to throw it to the ground, but he just it wasn't like, anywhere close to the ground. No, it, and, and it that was, was the thing. It too. was it right was just, here. It was right here. The guy just went okay, thanks. And then yeah, he, I think no. he returned it to the house, but I'm not too sure. I can't remember exactly. But it was it was, it was just bad. It was, it was ugly. So brutal. But uh, Jamar Chase, of course, he was on my bench, and he came. He decided to ball out. 65 Classic. yards and two touchdowns. Don't even get me started, brother. Um, <laughs> Colts, Titans. Um, Titans defeat the Colts 25-16. Uh, Derrick Henry rushed a lot. Uh, 28 attempts, 113 yards. Yeah, honestly, not a really exciting game. Um, I'm kind of laughing at myself because I guess the Colts to win this division and they're 0-3. So, um, I mean, when you made that prediction, yeah. though, you know, you were going off of Carson Wentz playing 80% of his MVP self. Mans hasn't looked like 20% of his MVP self. And now, like, I was also saying just like their roster is – better overall like i thought their defense would be able to win them some games whereas the titans sometimes they'd have to rely on Tannehill out dueling in a shootout and yeah sometimes it's hard to benefit on but like i was thinking like if once could just almost be just slightly better than a game manager 
I think they could be a lot better. But again, Carson Wentz, he tries to do too much. He tries to, he hangs uh-huh. on to the ball for way too long and he just he can't do anything. So No, a hundred percent. And it just like it, it doesn't even look like he wants to go through progressions. You know yeah. what I mean? And just think about it too. Like Indy gave up a first round pick for this guy. Like that is gonna come back to bite them in the fucking ass next year. Yeah. It'd be it would have benefited more probably like trading that first round pick up to like get someone else. But I mean uh, they have Sam Ellinger and I think he could take over for Carson Wentz. Yeah, because you know Jacob Eason isn't the answer. And Sam Ellinger, he's he's a gamer, and I think he. Yeah, can. I know you were. I you know you were very high I, on him. I love Sam Ellinger. He's not like the best quarterback, but he's a winner, and he's yeah. gonna like find you. He's gonna find ways to like at least be more competitive. Like he will put a shoulder down for a first down, and I know that's scary because like high risk for injuries and like shoulder problems down the road. But if yeah. you, if you need someone to like, he's he he could be like a Taylor Heineke. But, like, I think a bit better. Like, I think he's a guy who will, like, do anything to get a win. Yeah. And, like, I think he's going to be a bit more serviceable than Heineke, in my opinion. But he's mm-hmm. similar to that, whereas, like, just throw him in there and, like, just... See what he can do. Just sling it and just do whatever you need to do to, like, progressively get a good play. In. So, I'm excited to see Ellinger play. But, um, by the way, I've pronounced his name different twice in just a matter of like a minute. I said Ellinger and then Ellinger. Yeah. 30 seconds. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to correct you about it. You know, I, it's honestly, your podcast. I don't know. I switch it up every time I bring him up. I just Ellinger. And then like that same topic, I'll say <laughs> Ellinger. And I'm like, I don't actually know what is. How it's, like, it's like me with uh, Camara, Camara, Camara. Yeah. Who's <laughs> like, it's like, when you were over, uh, when we were watching the game, and you were like, let's go, Alvin. And he's like, Alvin? I thought his name was Calvin. And yeah, we like, your dad? <laughs> oh, my God. Classic. Classic oh Paul right there. Get him to na- get him to say Tua's name? Funniest thing ever. <laughs> I bet you he looks at it and says, no, thank you. <laughs> he's, he tries it six times without even completing it once. He's like, Tua, Tech, Tua, and I'm like, it's so funny to, how people start off yeah. with like tag and it's tongue of Aloha. Yeah. Like, it's not even like I see because it's T A G. So people say tag of Iloa. But it, like uh-huh. that press conference, he says like tongue, tongue of Iloa. But yeah, like, where the fuck is the N? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Hawaiians, bro. Hawaiians. Uh, next game, uh, Jets are shut out by the Broncos. Teddy B, 235. Four, four. Nope, that was uh, that's all season. Yeah, he had nothing that game. No but, touchdowns. But he's been serviceable. Melvin Gordon played pretty good, but the Jets another atrocious game. Like, yeah. Zach Wilson another two picks. Yeah, it's just it's that what, season. What can you do to be like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence right now? You know, like you're such high draft capital. Yeah, and your teams are doing nothing to help you. And I, know. I give a little bit more credit to the Jets because Robert Sala at least has tried to put an offensive line in front of uh, Wilson, 
but you know, injuries have gone uh, yeah. a little bit south for them, and yeah, just defense is just not holding up. The only bright spot was C.J. Mosley when he hit Melvin Gordon, and that like they need more of that. You know, they yeah. need more fire. I agree, and I believe in the next couple of years. You know, it's just building up in drafts. Yeah, and maybe acquiring some old veteran presence. Yeah, it's just patience, man. It's patience. Yeah. Um, hmm, Miami, Vegas. This one was a, this one was a thriller. Uh, Vegas edge out the Dolphins, thirty-one twenty-eight. Brissett, I mean, like he showed some big inconsistencies, but he came up clutch when they needed him to. Like that mm-hmm. last drive of the game when they needed eight points and. He orchestrated some good drives to get yeah he did to get the touchdown to Will Fuller yeah Will Fuller was and then Fuller? yeah yeah it was Fuller yeah Fuller either got the two point conversion or um Brissett got the two point conversion it's one of the two I think I but, think no I think I think Brissett ran it in and the then touchdown? Fuller got the two point yeah 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 I think that's right <laughs> yeah. but uh. No, yeah, he yeah, showed a lot of inconsistencies throughout the game, but he came up clutch when they really needed him to, which I think is vastly important. But 100%. Um Derek Carr throws for 386 yards. Uh two picks, uh no, two touchdowns, one pick. Um Hunter Renfro had a good game, 77 yards and a touchdown, but I mean Dolphins are a decent team. I know, like I've said, Brissett isn't their answer, but Tua wasn't, like, something that they were desperately missing. Like, yeah, I think Brissett was playing at the same level Tua was, but Dolphins are a pretty pesky team, and I think Raiders is kind of shows that they can, they can play. Like, they're a good football team. And I said it last podcast, but I myself was sleeping on the Raiders, and they have kind of... Shut me up a bit. Yeah, and they, and and you think about it, you know, too. Two of their games have uh, gone into overtime, and could very well have gone, you know, different ways because it was a it was a last score wins or next score wins situation, and you know the defense for them, it's it's feisty. Max Crosby and Carl Nassib and Yannick Ngakwe, that is a scary trio yeah on the defensive line and uh the linebackers serviceable and then that secondary you just got ball hawks and hitters you know so yeah i I, we'll get into or i want to get into the raiders a little bit more because i kind of have some strong feelings about them but the dolphins um yeah brissette a little bit inconsistent at times at least you know that he's hyper targeting gesicki and Waddle. Those are his yeah. two favorite targets. So, and you don't want a quarterback that has only one or two reads because then that's just going to be so exploitable, come down the line a little bit. So, 100%. I agree with you there. Uh, did you want to touch on your uh, Raiders stuff? No, no, no. no. It's, it's a little bit later. Right. A little bit later that I want to do it. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, next game. This one was labeled as one of the games of the week. I think, if not the game of the week, but L.A. Tampa Bay um, Rams. 
win 34-24. I'm I know how dynamic this Rams offense is, but Tampa's defense has to play better. Yeah, no Cam Akers, no problems. Air raid offense will do wonders. Cooper Cup going out for breakfast with Matt Stafford. That is a recipe for success. And yes, like you said, this Bucks defense, it looks super exposable right now. Yeah. That that front seven can only hold up the run game so much. And in this game, there was no run game. There was no run game whatsoever. It was pass, pass, pass. And that's how you're going to beat either of these defenses. And uh, Deshaun Jackson having a day and a half. There was a few opportunities for them to connect, and they just – it was either an overthrow or underthrow. Underthrow. Just, just like a misconnection, and they finally connect on that one deep ball. And yep. he's – what is he, 34 years old, and he's 34 still – 34 years old. Still bursting by everyone. Him and Manny Sanders, man. Yeah, it's like Deshaun Jackson – Three receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown with a long of 75. That just gives me, like, the vibe of, like, that one Michael Vick throw in Philadelphia to Deshaun oh, Jackson. Was that What was that, like, first play of the game or something? Yeah, first play of the game against Washington, 80-yard bomb. Yo, that was a dart by Vick. That throw oh, was that, unreal. That was, so, that was such a pretty throw. Like, looking yeah. at that throw, it's like, I just came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tom Brady, he still had a decent game. He was 41 for 55. He's, he slung the rock. Um, absolutely no running game from the Bucks mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but yeah, Brady threw for 430 yards and touchdown. Uh, he got in to the end zone <laughs> yeah, for rushed. a touchdown, but, uh, Mike Evans had 106 um, receiving yards, but just, um, yeah, they couldn't necessarily uh, get anything going. No. So. And that's that's what happens, too. Like, when you know it's going to be a pass team and all you have to do is stop the run, like, for three straight drives yeah, or three drives, that's that's totally fine. You can put seven people in coverage because it's like, okay, we know that our front four and our middle two linebackers are going to stop the run. So who cares? And it's such a one dimensional team. And I know Brady's the goat obviously. And the receivers for the, maybe Antonio Brown is a bigger piece that we're not seeing. Maybe he really takes off the top for that third receiver spot. So yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's uh, we'll see how it goes, but I'm not. I'm still not worried about Tampa. I still like with their schedule. I think they're still favored in a lot of games, but just unfortunate. He played as well as he could have, and the wide receivers just couldn't really gain separation. But uh, the Vikings defeat the Seahawks thirty to seventeen. Kirk Cousins had a very good game this week. Thirty for thirty-eight, three hundred twenty-three yards and three touchdowns. Madison rushed for 112 yards. Jefferson had 118 yards in the air and a touchdown. Vikings just put it all together. They That's the thing with this team is if they play to their potential, they're they're a tough team to stop. Yeah. No, they are. And yeah, Seahawks didn't really have an answer. Um 
Yeah, but uh, what did you make of this game? Uh, man, it's like the Vikings are very, very good offense. They have a great running game, and they have a great receiving game. It all just comes down to Kirk Cousins and how he can manage, you know, this offense. The defense, uh, it, it definitely came to play this week against, you know, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Uh, did go down with an injury, uh, but Chris Carson, you know, and uh, their two tight ends, Will Disley and Gerald Everett, it's a, it's a high-powered offense. And uh, the, the thing about Seattle, man, you, you got to just keep the gas pedal on, like realize yeah. who your quarterback is and Russell Wilson and stop playing so goddamn conservative. It's such a piss-off, man. I hate it because the Seahawks team is way better than who they are. It's just Pete Carroll so fucking old he thinks that it's still the 1950s and running the ball is so much more important yeah it's just it's super frustrating for sure super frustrating but um yeah uh not much else to say about this game but the sunday night football game was a game and a half Mm -hmm. a game and a half and i'm very happy i made the right pick packers plus three i think that was the right pick and in the end, we'll get to it, but you were right. And yeah, uh, Green Bay wins 30 to 28. San Francisco scoring with 37 seconds left. And then Rogers, 37 seconds, no timeouts, drives, what, 55 yards or like 40 yards down the field. Three quick tosses to Devontae Adams and. And a field goal to win the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, my, if you just let me give my piece about this, I do think that obviously in the end, it was, you left him too much time and every Green Bay Packer fan who was at the game and who was watching the game from home knew that there's enough time on the clock for Rogers to drive down. And I knew that as well, but for San Fran, if you're on the one if you look at the t- Cowboys, right, tonight, there's no guarantee you're getting in the end zone. And when you have as touted of a defense as you say you have, then I think 30 seconds you need to be able to trust your defense to get at least one stop and not play zone coverage when Devontae Adams is on the field because he is going to find that soft spot and Rodgers, being one of the best quarterbacks of all time, is going to find him. Mm-hmm. 37 seconds, you have to trust your defense, and you have to guarantee yourself points to win the game. And yep. so I think is it was like it, it was right to score the touchdown, but in hindsight, it wasn't right to score the touchdown. And if, if Rodgers throws a few... Inter, um, not interceptions, but incompletions, or if they pick it off or they get him in the backfield, and next thing you know, they're 15 yards back and still no timeouts. Yeah, no, then we're not talking so, about this at all. But we are talking about it because Rodgers fucking got a field goal and left him too much time on the clock. So you were right in saying that they left too much time. I'll let you speak your piece about this game. Well, damn. Shout out, speak your piece. 
Uh, <laughs> Great pod. Check them out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like I, I remember when we were there, I was like, okay, you don't want to score this because who knows how much time is going to be left on the clock. And as soon as I saw Kyle Juszczyk wide open, I was like, oh, perfect. Dump it off the Juszczyk. And Juszczyk is a smart enough player to realize that wasting the time is so much like better than just scoring right away. And I know it's 37 seconds, but you have three timeouts. You have yeah. four downs to go at the one. Green Bay's defense, uh, although they stopped the run that night, the the 49ers did not run the ball whatsoever. I still trust the 49ers to do like a pitch play or Garoppolo to do a, a jump right over the fucking line. Or, or even get Trey Lance because it worked so that game. Yeah, like like Kyle Shanahan is a is an offensive genius, right? And uh, that that is that is true. He orchestrates a great offense. I'll admit that he he has so much creativity around the goal line. And I thought Yuschek should have played smarter than that. I thought yeah. Yuschek should have definitely got a first down so they could waste time because you know who is on that other side of the ball, the king of the hail mary, the yeah. king of the. The MVP of last year, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. he showed it last night. And yeah, he really. Uh, I I think the 49ers now, you know, it's like, do they start really realistically looking at putting in Trey Lance and trying to get as much as they can for Garoppolo? Because I once or by week. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll look it up right now. But if you can't win that game. And it looks like you should have. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's really concerning for the 49ers, yeah. if I'm being honest. It just sucks to see it like yourself in third place in your division and you're two and one. It's just like that division's so good. And you 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 kind of got you're kind of fucked when you're in the same division as the Rams and Rams have Matt Stafford now and are even better than um last year, but the 49ers are still two and one, so I'm not counting them out at by any means. But I do agree with you in the end that um, use check. Yeah, Kyle use check. He could have handled that a bit better, but obviously you never know. He was probably just thinking about putting his head down, player's instinct, get in. But he should have dropped down because yes, they should. They had the opportunity to utilize uh, t- uh, timeouts and stuff. But 100. percent And their bye week is in week six. So I think take Garoppolo to bye week. See where you're at. Yeah. Give Trey Lance the extra week to see what see what he can make do. Yeah, and then put him in, depending on how Garoppolo does. Because if he goes beast mode these last few weeks, but if they start losing games because they're not putting enough offense on the board, then I think you should try Trey Lance at a game. I agree. And if you want to avoid the media, then just say Garoppolo's questionable because he hurt his hand in practice or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Just to avoid media attention. But Monday brought us the Eagles-Cowboys. And whole Cowboys played a very stellar game this week. And we're not going to talk about it too much because Jalen Hurts started off very slow. And we were kind of talking before that he only played really one good quarter of football. And that was like the last half of the third. Or maybe mm-hmm. you can give him a quarter and a half. Like he played decent the third quarter and then like the front first half of the fourth. But 
all of his stats are kind of padded from that part one bit thrown trying to throw back into the game but before the yeah. offense was one of the worst i've seen in oh, the 100 seasons they were terrible the eagles defense was getting ran on zeke and pollard feasted tonight and then and dak prescott had one of the better games one of the more efficient games that he's played 21 mm-hmm. for 26 238 and three touchdowns with an asterisk non-Russian TD, and you can start talking about that. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I know we were talking about that right away, and I was like, how is this not a touchdown? You know, like I get it. You can't see the ball from the side, but you can line up two videos together, you know, and maybe you can kind of see where he extended his arms to where the camera showing above was because you look on Instagram and Twitter, and it's like, how was this not called a touchdown? Like Dak Prescott clearly ran this in and obviously it didn't affect the outcome anyways, especially when the next drive, they go down and score a touchdown, but you don't know that. Yeah, in the no, moment. exactly. Exactly. That one touchdown really could have costed them. And I, it's, it's whatever, you know, it didn't affect the game. So no one's going to really pay attention to it. Although when we go back with officiating, like, that's trash. That's trash officiating right there. And even the fact that it was a turnover on downs, it should be looked at. And then it like, there's people in New York. Like, why aren't they saying, yeah, actually he crossed the plane. <laughs> because I just, the two camera angles that they were relying on, there was two guys blocking the sight of the ball or Dak Prescott in general. So like they're, it's all about what is the ruling on the field. If the ruling yeah. on the field was a touchdown, that's a touchdown because there's no not enough evidence. There's no to conclusive overturn evidence. It. Yeah. But since it yeah. wasn't a called wasn't called the touchdown, there wasn't enough to call a touchdown. Because I was testing this out with myself. Because I was looking at the camera angle that I saw on social media. And I was reaching my hand out, comparing it to a line on my carpet, right? And I was mm-hmm. looking at it. And I lined it up that it was just short of like maybe half of a hand not touching it or over top of it. And it looked like it was over looking from it from my arm's length. The depth perception is huge because when I was looking at the photo, I was looking at players on the line mm-hmm. or what looked to be on the line. And then I was looking at where the ball was in comparison to where the player was. There was a player who was on the line, whose feet were on the line, and the ball was in line with his shoulders and he was leaning forward. And I was like, I don't know if that ball is over top of the plane. Like, I'm not too sure. And I saw from the side angle, obviously, a player could have been blocking that, yeah. blocking the angle that I saw. And like, I didn't see the full scene of the stretching the ball over but from what i saw i saw the line and he that ball didn't make it to the line and but i thought he got in when he dove in when he like tried to push himself in i thought he crossed and then when he got up i never thought he reached the line with the reach because he was being pushed back as he reached and i don't think the ball made it to the line but i thought he got in from the original and that's, yeah, and that's another thing, too. Like, when you dive into the end zone, as a football player, 
I'm sorry, but you're not holding the ball down, you know, by your stomach. When you go into the end zone, you're holding it up high, you know, because you want that little reach. You want that quick reach. You don't want it down low and then try and like do some shit underneath. You have it up top. So when Dak's body was in the end zone and they weren't calling it yet, like, I get it. People blocking, no conclusive evidence, uh, weird depth perception of camera angles. You play that all into effect. Exactly. If it's called a touchdown, it wouldn't have been reversed. It's called the turnover on downs. It wasn't reversed. Didn't matter the outcome. But if it did, that call is so crucial. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so, like we said, we sound like a broken record, but it is the <laughs> if if it's called a touchdown, everyone's like, okay, yeah, it's a touchdown, it's whatever. But like, if it's if it's not called a touchdown on the field, and people are like, I don't know, there's not enough evidence to overturn it. Like, I yeah. like uh, uh, right. So, and that that was me. Like, if they overturned it and said it was a touchdown, I'd be like, like I thought he did get in with the original push. But I, I I never thought that he got in with the reach because I thought an eagle player blocked it too. But then again, there wasn't good enough angles and it, he could have been in. But yeah. I do think it should have been a touchdown though because I thought he got in with the original push. But um, like we do in the past couple episodes, Hayden, um, give me your player of the week and your kind of disappointing player of the week. Well, player of the week, I know we have maybe some uh... – probably similarities. Uh, if you don't give it to Josh Allen, you're insane. Um, James Robinson showing that he is the RB one. Love that for him. He deserves every little bit of it. That guy is a beast. Brandon cooks, shitty uh, team, great wide receiver and tight end. I got Tyler Conklin, a guy, uh, yeah. you know, you know, Irv Smith. Yeah. I don't either. He got injured. Tyler Conklin's filling that role. He's a, he's a great, great player, great pass catcher. Yeah, I um I have a couple players as well. And um I guess I can fall underneath the crazy train because I gave my player of the week to Matt Stafford. Cuz he's 343 four touchdowns, very similar stat line to Josh Allen. Mhm. And uh just like a bit more efficient, I guess, but yep. I mean they each played what are supposed to be good defenses, and they showed out. They did their job. Two good offenses, so you can't really take away, oh, one offense is better than the other. No, they're both on two very dynamic offenses. They just both did their job, and they both had very similar weeks. Yeah, but um, uh, another player of the week, uh, Mike Williams, he had a very good day, 722, plus the game-winning touchdown. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. But – my uh, I'll I'll give a third one, Justin Tucker, because he fucking set the record for the he, yeah. longest no, field that, goal, and that's sick. Like you don't give a get a lot of credit to kickers, and he showed out. Like that's so clutch. That was like because they were losing. If he didn't, he, didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't hit that, then they lose, right? And yeah, it's massive. But uh, and he missed a field goal too, so that was like a big like I am still the most accurate kicker yeah. of all time and yeah. the biggest kicker of all time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no. Master of craft. Who's your disappointed player of the week? Uh, so I have uh, 11 players, 
uh, disappointing players of the week. Uh, give, me, give me, give me one. I'll give you one. Oh no, 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 no! I'll just. It's fine here. Uh, the Washington defense. Oh. Everyone on that defense was disappointing. I can, Everyone uh, on that defense. I I can play a similar card. Uh, the Bears offense. Yeah. <laughs> 40, I have. 47 total yards of offense and your quarterback through for 68. Yeah. No, that's just that's just so bad. Like that 47 total yards was David Montgomery. <laughs> like the majority of it was David Montgomery. I I was going to give it to Justin Fields because if you obviously this isn't his fault because no he wasn't saying I should be starting. But everyone else was ex- saying that this Bears offense would be. be so much better if Justin Fields is behind center, including myself. I said that, and it was it couldn't be more opposite. Yeah, eat crow, bitch. <laughs> it's yeah. I drafted him in our redraft fantasy league because I was like, when he starts, man, he's gonna yeah. be my starting lineup. Um, oh boy, what an idiot you are. I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> but uh yeah, this was a very fun week of fan um not fantasy because I lost both weeks, but this is a very entertaining week of football. And this kind of moves us into next week. There's one game that I'm very much looking forward to. Oh, I think it's the same game every person in America is looking forward to. And that is the Buccaneers versus Patriots Sunday night football. Sunday night football. How does the NFL just statistically line this up? Brady needs 65 yards to pass the greatest of all time passing quarterback. (laughs) And Drew Brees. And it could be done by the first quarter. And it's going to be emotional. You know, for every Saints fan, it's going to be emotional. For every sports fan, it's going to be emotional. You know, when you play in the league for 22 years, you should have over 80,000 and some odd passing yards. You should have the record for most touchdown passes. You should have the record for literally everything. And yeah, it's going to be an emotional night and I can't wait to see Drew, you know, give him that, uh, that honor of saying, here you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, who's not going to be emotional? Bill Belichick. <laughs> oh my God. He's going to walk if, out there and be like, <sighs> if Bill doesn't come over and give him a hug and say, congratulations, uh, then you can clearly tell who won that battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And uh, looking at the rest of the week, there's like three other good games. There isn't like anything standing out, but there's I'm one. not trying to be a homer. The Saints game is probably going to be one of the most emotional games since Hurricane Katrina. Oh, is it in New Orleans? Yeah, it's after Hurricane Ida, their first home game. That yeah. dome is going to be fucking rocking. Yeah. And, and it's it, going up against an easy opponent. It was almost like um, the Vegas home opener, mm-hmm. Vegas Golden Knights home opener. After the Vegas shooting, yeah, like it was rocking and oh yeah, they something about tragedies that just you know bring the city in yeah and you know all the adversity you know like people just got to sleep in their own bed 
in New Orleans for the first time last night in a yeah. month. Like it's so it's so crushing. Yeah. Be be ready for this game to be like 47 to 10. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Jameis Winston is going to sling it. Oh, if he doesn't sling it this game, uh like I don't even care if this Got man him. has three interceptions. If he doesn't at least have six touchdowns and four hundred yards. Four hundred. I'm I'm expecting five hundred. Give me a five hundred yard Jameis Winston <laughs> game. Oh my god, dude. It, if that happens, it's just gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. Yeah. But um that game is gonna be good, like you said. Uh the NFC West are playing. Mm-hmm. Um Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers. That should be some couple good games. And then Sunday uh not Sunday night, that's um Bucks. Monday night. Pats. Um No, it's Sunday night. No, I'm saying is it the Monday night game that you're saying is going to be a good one? Um, I was going to say Steelers-Packers. Eh, should, Packers should... They should bully kill them. them. But yeah, um, Monday night game should be good too. Raiders-Chargers, that should be a pretty fun and exciting game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hayden, as you know on the show... Oh, wait, wait, I want, to, I want to do my little thing oh, yeah, first. Do, do your Raiders bit, do your Raiders bit. Oh, okay, well... What team, in your opinion, looks the most fraudulent? Okay, like they're worse than the record portrays. Yeah. Now I'm going to give out one because this is this is what I think. But I think the Raiders are a, a pretty fraudulent team right now. I think they got Baltimore on a on a really devastating week. I think Pittsburgh isn't as good as we think we are. And Miami just came off of another devastating week. Those are three recipes for disaster of all three teams they've gone against. And as much as I like the defense, I just don't think they've played an offense that is set in stone with a lineup that they've gone into with the starting uh, with the week. Uh, I, the Titans. The Titans. I mean, I mean like they're two and one, but I don't know. They're a team that I think if you can get a quick jump on them, then just like Arizona. Yeah, Arizona though. I I like Kyler Murray, and I just yeah, like yeah. I guess Arizona. They're pretty sus three and three zero no team like. If it wasn't for their slow play, then like if their slow play was against any other team and the Jaguars this week, then I think they're two and one. Yep. So and then yeah, they definitely could have had that field goal kicked on them <laughs> against the Vikings against Minnesota. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think Arizona could. It's a pretty fraud team. I don't know. I I think I like the Raiders. I don't think like. I don't think they're frauds. Like I still think like, they're a team that if every player is hitting on the right note, then I think they can be this good. And obviously that's with a lot of teams. But I think the Raiders still have some decent players on their team that 
don't know, they're kind of doing their job against each opponent. And when you said Baltimore off a bad week, is it the running back situation? Yeah, they were kind of scrambling, you know, with uh, obviously um, J.K. Dobbins went down a little bit, you know, early. And then it was like, okay, it's Gus. But then Gus went down, Justice Hill went down, you know, and then it's like, who's Tyson Williams? Oh, let's bring in Latavius Murray. Oh, let's bring in Devonta Freeman, you know? I don't think they, that really mattered that game, to be honest. I I think it did just the same way, I think, like having Tua not there and Brissett there, you know, it's a different game plan. Because I think Dobbins and Gus add a lot more dynamic uh, running ability than... Tyson and Latavius Murray. I agree too, but Lamar Jackson does like 50% of the running there. And I think Raiders just played as good as they could of against Baltimore. Like I just think they played a really good game against Baltimore. And True. All right. I don't think that their running back situation did that big of a I just think Lamar played like shit. Like he had three fumbles and two of them were lost. And it was like like they just yeah, kind of no, that's they exposed that's very true. Lamar. I just think they played a very good game. And that's very true. And it, it definitely could could be just that, but that is also like the same reason as to why I think uh you know Vegas had maybe a little bit more because it's like I know Lamar does most a uh, big majority of the running, but you gotta respect the other running backs, you know what I mean? Because as soon as you bite on Lamar. Boom. Someone's up the middle. Yeah, I know, but I I just think you can give him a lot more credit than um like I know J.K. Dobbins is good, but if they shut him down, then I mean I I I think that was a well I think that was a very deserved win on the Raiders side, in my opinion. Fair enough. But um time for the press. Um we got Question from Ian. Uh, do the Seahawks stink? <laughs> and um, I don't think they necessarily stink. I don't know how to describe the Seahawks, to be honest. I think mm. I think I, I think I put it perfectly when I say I think they play way too conservative, and that's not how they should play. Yeah, they're, they could literally win every game if they just let Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's just it's just they're a weird team. They they're are a weird team, and I don't really know how else to put them. Like I don't know what Seahawks I'm getting. I'm always expecting them to be in the lead, and then the next thing you know, I go to the bathroom and they're down two scores somehow, and I'm like, some way somehow, I'm like, what? Yeah, what just happened? But, yeah, I don't know. Um, last question that I'll kind of ask. How do you think Josh Gordon does in the Chiefs? Do you think he makes any sort of impact on this team? Probably in the next four weeks, he'll really be in the offense, in my opinion. Like, by the halfway point is when you'll really kind of start noticing him. I don't think he's really good. He's on the practice squad right now, and he's going to be on there for probably a week. A week. And a half. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be moved up this week, but um, I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant at all. Um, 
but I do think that he could be a part in this offense. It's just, where do you put McCole Hardman? And where do you put Robinson now? You know? Yeah. yeah so. I think, I think like Josh Gordon could be like a red zone receiver. For the first. Bit. Yeah. Like, he could be someone to take the eyes off of Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I think they might implement him. Like just like throw him in the 20 and in mm-hmm. for like a goal line fade or just like, an in route at the back of the end zone or yep because josh gordon's a pretty good 50 50 receiver and if you can kind of throw it up then i think he has a good chance of coming down with it but yeah hayden man this was fun it's always fun to have you on the podcast but uh where can the people find you uh man i've been on here so many times they should just know i'm basically like the second host i'm kidding (laughs) you pretty much are at this point at I least mean, during football season. At least during football season, exactly. Uh, yeah. But no, um, Hayden underscore Barton on Instagram. Hayden underscore Barton on Twitter. Uh, yeah, not really doing a lot. Um, I love football. Who dat? <laughs> Who dat? All right, you guys know where to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I plugged it at the beginning of the show but most importantly subscribe to the youtube channel left side heavy let's get that subscribers up intro outro music is savage by tom ivory featuring six man part of the get well soon mixtape and once again hayden this should be fun pats bucks next week should be an absolute doozy i'm very excited for that game i'm going to be having my nhl fantasy draft for that and coming soon uh nhl is upon us there will be an NHL preview show. Waiting on a couple, waiting on a guest. He's still unsure, but that episode will be coming soon. And kick back and relax. This is this week. Um, having on a friend who it was very funny how we all met, or how we met our friends. But uh, Troy Hat, he is an actor slash writer slash producer. Um, he lives down, he's back and forth from here in LA, but he's a very good guy and he's coming on kickback and relax. So that will be coming this Friday. Be sure to tune in and we will see you guys next time. I just got a let go. Went from ducking and fucking and now I got put in the friend zone. There's no need for discussion. I just really loved how you get low. But I'm dipping, I'm cutting the shorty and we're being ten toes, ten toes. I, I, I just gotta let go, call me a Benzo, pay it all cash, I won't take no